everyone and welcome to the show and thanks so much for tuning in. So today we are continuing on our series of interviews with entrepreneurial men and women. So these people are people who I have found inspiring from a business or a professional background over the last couple of years. And I'm delighted to welcome our guest Laura today. So let me tell you just a little bit about Laura before we get to, to hear from her herself. So Laura is the co-owner of The Beatbox, which has literally grown from strength to strength over the last uh, couple of years. She's a mum of two boys and a brilliant friend of mine. Um, and it's some, she's someone who I've found a huge inspiration to me over the last couple of years, especially uh, with how she's gone about setting up her new business, etc. So we're going to find out a little bit more about her business. We're going to find out a little bit more about Laura. And she's going to share some tips with us today as well. So I'm des delighted to welcome my friend and my business partner um, and the co-owner of The Beatbox, Laura Hodge. So welcome to the show, Laura. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're absolutely honoured. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Amazing. So let's just start by letting our guests get to know you a little bit more. So tell me, tell us all a little bit just about you. Okay, I'm Laura. <laughs> um, I'm on the wrong side of 30. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm a mum to my two lovely boys, Ryan, who is 10, and Mitchell, who is 7. Um, both keep me on my toes most of the time. <laughs> um, I'm my husband's called Graham, who was actually at school with yourself, yeah. <laughs> which is how we got to meet, which is lovely. We've got him to thank for that. Um, I live in Fife in Scotland. Yeah. And although I currently own my own music education business, I was previously a music teacher working in um, a couple of primary schools in Fife. Um, music's always something that's inspired me. It's always something that's been a big, big part of my life. Yeah. My parents were both quite musical and were quite keen for me to kind of follow that in, in their footsteps if you like yeah. um so I started learning piano from about age seven um and kind of fell into musical theatre and those kind of those kind of things as well <laughs> I was a theatrical child <laughs> um but it's just something that I grew to love and I grew to I, I, I could see how it could impact on anyone's life, everyone's life. Yeah. So it's something that I wanted to um, continue with in my career path. And am I right in saying that your two boys are following suit as well, aren't they? They are, they are. Um, their dad isn't particularly musical. <laughs> <laughs> so actually it's funny because he's probably not 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 pushing them into it but he's really really keen for them to be quite musical I think it's something he's always almost regretted not getting into music um so Ryan who's 10 he was learning chanter for a while um but he's now uh, getting guitar lessons Brilliant. loving that and he's also recently started playing tenor horn in school he was chosen um from the whole year group of about 60 odds uh, to be one of the guys that um was given the opportunity to learn in school which is great because that's something that's fallen by the wayside a little bit yeah. in schools just now but Mitchell he is seven and he's currently learning drum kit and he's quite keen to start learning piano as well I'm just waiting for his fingers to grow a bit <laughs> Oh, bless him. Oh, that's amazing. And for those of you who don't live in Scotland, the chanter is the bagpipes. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the tube that goes into the pipes, if that makes sense. Okay, absolutely fantastic. So that's, that's amazing. So let, let's find out a little bit more about the beatbox then. So tell, tell us what the beatbox is. 
And I was <laughs> right, okay, so the Beatbox is a company that's run by myself and my good friend from school, Kevin. You could probably couldn't get two more opposite people, <laughs> me and Kev, but that actually works really, really well. Um, what we do is we basically we write shows, we write music, we write material that can be used in schools. Yeah. And it's um you know, having worked as a music teacher for so long, a lot of the material out there isn't isn't great for schools, isn't great for children. I think we sometimes underestimate, sorry, what kids can do. So a lot of the time I found things were really easy, a wee bit old fashioned, a wee bit twee, if you like. Um, and we wanted to create something that the kids could perform, could perform well, but that the kids were really, really interested in and really excited about, but equally, so were the teachers. Right, okay. so it's getting that balance of something that the kids want to sing, because they always want to sing pop songs, but they're not always appropriate. Um, but also a teacher who's not musical will quite easily be able to teach. So we provide a lot of online support and we're also able to come out into schools and work with the children and more importantly, sometimes work with the teachers. So we're providing that support to the teachers. We can, we can teach all our material, we can work with the kids um, and we can be there for their show day and provide live music for that with a live, uh, with a professional sound system as well. So the kids are getting that whole experience, which is really good. Yeah, um, and I think we also do songwriting as well, songwriting lessons, songwriting um, courses. So, you know, you're not just thinking about the music side of it. You're thinking about the literacy. We're thinking about rhyming things, um, putting it all together. How do we build it up? What create? What makes a song? What different things do we need to look at for that? Plus, a lot of the time you're focusing on their school values, their school visions, or uh, something that's topical at that time something that they're covering in class so you're backing up what they're learning in the curriculum but because you're doing it in a fun way it's the, the, the children do not think music is work no. teachers do <laughs> but children do not think that music is work I once asked a class to bring their pencils along to music with them and they looked at me like I was a complete nutcase but, but, but are we doing work like, you always do work you'll work we just don't so because because children don't think music is work, you can be teaching them so much through song, so much of the curriculum through song, but e equally so much about themselves. And you can, you can see them kind of grow as little individual people as well, which is just fantastic. Must be so rewarding once you've done a show and you can see these children coming out of their shells and building in confidence. Absolutely. Teachers, it must just be such a rewarding thing to do. It sounds fantastic. And what's great to hear is it's not just about the children because having some teacher friends of my own who have no musical talent or ability themselves, as they would admit themselves, the pressure that is on them to be able to teach certain things and do, I don't know, um, Christmas carols or they might have to do nativity shows at Christmas time, Easter shows, that's a huge pressure on a teacher when, for time for one, but also... Mm -hmm. It's just not there, but something that they've got the ability to do. So you're coming in and you're supporting them. You're supporting the curriculum. Um, I can imagine the teachers will love the sight of you guys walking in and the schools investing in themselves and in the kids um, to, to bring you guys in. It sounds fantastic. So am I right in saying, Laura, you no longer are a teacher then? So this is, the beatbox is your life now? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was a teacher for, I can't remember exactly, but about 14 years or so. Um, so I, um, I actually initially looked into teaching, uh, was training sorry to become a teacher in secondary schools but just kind of fell into primary and really enjoyed it so decided to stay there but three years ago things were changing in the teaching industry um, things were changing in education they needed to cut um, budgets in different places so it was looking like I was not losing a job because I was permanent at the time so, but losing a job in a primary and perhaps the back to secondary um, and I haven't done that for so long. <laughs> but that was that quite was scary to me. Yeah. And the thought, the thought that I could move schools or location at any point, I thought, no, I need to take control of my career. I need to be in charge of where I go and what I do. What I do. Um, so what's so changing so, so much that it just seems to be the time? The right time. It felt like the right time to pull. Yeah, absolutely. So how long has the beatbox been running now then? Two and a half years. Two and a half years now. Yeah, that's I'm just and in terms of like uh, starting up, so there'll be lots of people tuning in today who've maybe got incredible business ideas, they've maybe got creative brains, they've maybe been thinking they've always wanted to do something because clearly music has been a passion for you for a very long time. Um, and the fact is that you've been able to fulfill that passion, you've been able to tick a lot of boxes and things that you're obviously hugely passionate about. Some people don't ever step over that line and don't ever have the confidence to do that. What would can you can you give any advice to these people on how to do that? You know, what made you take the step and the leap of faith? I think I mean it was a lot of a lot of a lot to do with circumstances at the time. I think, uh -huh. um, and the, the timing kind of was just totally right for me. And you know, as you say, we've all got a dream, we've all got a goal, but I think a lot of the time we think that it is just that. We yeah. think it's a dream, um, and for me, it was people out with Scotland might not might not know the singing kettle, but I know that that you and I was part of our kind of growing up, um, and that was just a, again a small business idea that grew and grew, um, and I knew that they were making changes, and that kind of got me. They were looking for a new cast member, and I thought I could do that, and the more I thought about it, the more I then thought I could do something like that. Yeah. Um, so there was that, there was the, the, there was the fact that the teaching job was changing and I then just something kicked in and I thought I need, I need to do something about this, I need to take control and I need to run with it and this, this kind of dream grew arms and legs and became a goal and became a mission. Yeah. I was lucky enough that I had someone to do it with, so I had a really good friend who was equally musical but in quite different ways. Um, so I play piano and I sing Heaven as a drummer by trade, but plays guitar and sings as well. Um, I'm a bit more sensible and organised, he is not. <laughs> so um, I suppose if you can find somebody like-minded and you can find somebody that you can bounce these ideas off, that's always a good way to go. Yeah. Our business didn't start off the way that it's gone now so I think being flexible is really really important you might have this idea this kind of mishmash of ideas even in your head but if you're willing to be quite flexible with that but also just take that wee leap and take that wee kind of get that confidence in yourself and just go for it um then anybody can do it yeah Anybody can do it. It's been being kind of focused in your mind, being, being focused at this, it's going to happen. Um, and just, as I say, just going for it. Not holding back. 
yeah yeah no and if, if it's something you feel strongly enough about then you'll give it you know you'll try you'll try I mean we took we took risks obviously as you say I was a teacher I was a music teacher I was getting that wage every single month um if I had to miss a day work I still got paid um but equally you're expected to do an awful lot above and beyond as well um but as working for yourself obviously you don't have the guarantee of that steady income um, so you, you you are taking that risk. Mm-hmm. I was lucky that I had a lot of support from my husband who basically said, if you can make enough to cover your bills, go for it, yeah. which was brilliant. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So I know that you didn't have huge outlays um, initially to start up the business because you had a lot of the equipment and things that were needed already. Plus, I guess the most important two things in your business is yourself and Kevin, yeah. who, are, who are your business. But obviously you had these bills to pay that you've just mentioned, that Graham mentioned. So how, how did you fund the business? How did you get it off the ground? Because obviously funding is a big problem for a lot of people who yeah. do have money that they need to invest. Yeah, I mean, as you say, we were lucky. We were lucky that we didn't really have any startup costs for the business. We bought a keyboard um, to take out into schools. Kev already had his guitar. You know, we can teach songs using those things. And um, we had insurance to pay, but we we ran a summer club, um, a kind of week long summer club, and the money from that paid for our insurance. So that 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 was all we really had to get out there. Um, but obviously I, I couldn't do it and still be working. I was working three days. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. We had, and we had to be flexible enough to be able to go into school. So I, I had to give up my work. Yeah. But I had, again, as these circumstances, and it's kind of just this fate, if you like, that I had started up a network marketing company in the March. Uh-huh. Um, and it was only a few months after that that I started to get the courage to kind of think about this new idea but by that point I was earning a fair bit in my network marketing company a business so when Graham said to me if you make enough from that business to cover your bills go for it I had a target in my head I knew um, I knew what I had to make and I just made sure that I was going to make that comfortably every month so that anything I got from beatbox was going to be my wage uh, and everything from my other business was covering my outgoings Um, and I was lucky enough that it did that yeah, which is amazing. So you're obviously a very driven person, and I guess you had a dream. You've had a you've got a goal and a vision to set up this business. And what's really inspiring is that you, the decisions that you've made along the way to make that happen. You know, there was never any question about whether it was going to happen or not. It was happening, but there was things that you had to put in place in order to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And like you say, if you want something badly enough you find a way to do it and you did that by finding the the, the network marketing company yeah that came along at just the the exact right time that I needed it and going into my going into my head teacher and saying um I won't be coming back after the holidays but it's amazing <laughs> it was, I bet it was and I bet there's loads of people tuning in today that wish they were in a similar situation <laughs> so in terms of um We've talked about your the piece of advice that you would give. You've talked, in fact, you've given us a few different tips on uh, the piece of advice that you would give to people that are looking to set up businesses. What would you say has been your biggest challenge then in setting up the beatbox? Apart from not wanting to kill Kev every week or so. <laughs> no, we get on, we get on brilliantly, but we are very very different. Yeah. Um, but I think that works well for the for the business. Yeah. Um, I suppose keeping things fresh, keeping new ideas fresh. 
Mm -hmm. um, we, we write all our own music, all our own material. Yeah. And we don't really have deadlines as such. Um, well, obviously, you, you have to have a nativity ready to go out and teach at this time of year. Um, so but it's keeping these ideas fresh and different. Our very, very first show that we wrote was a nativity, a Scottish one called Mictivity. And it was really, really popular and still is. It's still our best-selling nativity every year, even though we've come up with what we think are better ideas now and actually better, all more rounded shows. Um, but it's, so it's kind of getting things that teachers are going to go, yeah, I like that, I want that. Yeah. Um, so keep it, keeping things fresh, keeping things new, keeping things exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and there was something else I was going to say there and it's gone right out of my head. <laughs> that happens to me <laughs> <laughs> I suppose keep it I mean we, we know for us we don't really pay for advertising um, we've recently purchased flyers business cards that kind of thing but we've never actually paid for um, advertising anywhere other than boosted posts on Facebook that kind of thing so it's finding new ways of getting your name out there and um, just letting schools getting, getting schools aware of what we are who we are what we do what we can offer because if you if, if you're sending out emails, which we've tried in the past, they're just they're not noticed. Yeah. You know, schools head teachers are so busy; they get so much. And even I think sending things through the post, they're they're not going to read them unless it's something that's relevant to them at that time. Yeah. Um, so advertising something we need to spend a wee bit of time thinking about and marketing how to do that properly. We've um, relied heavily on social media. That's worked really, really well for us. Mm -hmm. And word of mouth, which I think is the best way to spread yeah. for something like us. You know, if we've got, schools don't have a lot of money, a lot of spare cash. Mm -hmm. So if you're quoting them um, £340 for a day, they're thinking, oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. Um, but if you've got somebody that can say, yeah, well, actually we did this, 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 um, and it was great. It was the best money we've ever spent. And if you can say to them that you've got, you know, you find our funding through PTA, sell tickets for shows, et cetera. So it's helping, helping spread the word, but also helping um, schools realise that it is worth that money. <laughs> value for money, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Some of the shows myself, I know that it's value for money. <laughs> Um, so in terms of how, you know, if we've got any teachers listening in today or even any parents who are um, obviously got kids going to a certain school who like the sound of all of this and would like to make their school a bit more aware, or maybe you're a member of the Parent Teacher Association and you have a bit of a say in terms of where some of the funding goes, how would they find out more about what it is that you guys do, Laura? Do you have like a website, a Facebook page? contact details how would they get in touch how would they find out a little bit more about what it is that you do yeah we've got our facebook page so it's beatbox productions and um, beatbox had already been taken <laughs> so we've got our beatbox production beatbox music productions it is with the at sign on facebook okay. um so we post a lot of things there when we're out in schools pictures videos with the kids because it's not it's not about what we do with the kids it's what the kids do with us yeah so it's like what what can we do to make the child make, make the kids do the, the best possible performance that they can um and it's really nice for us if we take videos or pictures at the start of a session yeah. and you've maybe got these little wee quiet shy ones um and then at the end they're standing up on stage and they're doing this amazing performance we recently had a wee guy who 
um, his mum came to see him. He was the main part in one of our shows. And she said that up until a couple of years ago, he was in speech therapy. He wouldn't talk. Um, and he was standing up there singing and speaking on his own. The main part, it's just it's things like that make it amazing. Um, so that's kind of where we share a lot of the videos of the children. Right. We've got a YouTube channel as well. So again, that's Beatbox Productions. And we do have a website too. So, and that's where, that's got an online shop. So teachers can purchase packs there too. And that's got a link to our email address. Um, we do often get um, emails and phone calls with people saying, look, what is it that you can offer us? What can you do? Sometimes schools will come to you with an idea. Yeah. Um, we recently had a, um, it wasn't a school, it was a local community project and they wanted us to write a specific show for them to perform to celebrate something in the local community. So it was a completely bespoke show. So that's something, again, something quite new that we had done. Um, we often have schools that want us to come in and work with children to write a song, a school song. Um, you know, a lot of old-fashioned school songs tend to be set to a hymn tune or something. It's just not relevant to children. They just don't want to sing hymn tunes. No. <laughs> Whereas we'll come and we'll write something quite funky, um, quite memorable, quite catchy that the wee ones can do and that the teachers can do and quite happy doing it. And we can record the kids singing this. They can sell it at school fairs. Um, they can put it on their school website, all of these different things. Um, so you can get information on that by emailing us or on the website as well. And what's your website, Laura? Oh, yeah, that might be useful. <laughs> it's just www.beatboxproductions.co.uk. Brilliant. So, nice Facebook page, Beatbox Music Productions, YouTube yeah. channel, the Beatbox, uh, Beatbox Productions as well. Yeah. Obviously, your website. and So, lots of ways to contact Lots you. of ways, yeah. So, um, what is your life's mission, Laura? It might seem a totally random off-the-cup off <laughs> question. I think it will give us a good insight into who you are as a person. What is your mission in life, just in general? Oh, I'm going to take over the world. I don't know. <laughs> in a musical way. <laughs> Do you know, like, kind of still thinking about the business and about my, my kind of passions and my desires, I would love a, a, for music to just be a regular thing in everyday life in the curriculum, just completely embedded into the curriculum. It's often a wee add-on and it's done, it's convenient to do music at this time of year because it's Christmas yeah. and we all like to go and see the nativities. Um, it can be convenient to do it at the end of, end of term, um, you know, you have your re-services at the end of terms, but it's something that can be used every single day in, in classes. Um, in life you know it's music imagine the world without music it'd be dull <laughs> but just I want to kind of find more ways of doing that find more ways to help teachers to do that um, and then that would obviously be a way to watch my own business grow um, and it would be it would be amazing if my boys and Kev's got two kids of his own as well if 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 they could somehow be involved in the business later on. Um, I'm lucky that both of my boys have been so far because they've been involved in a couple of my shows. Um, and Amelia and Daniel Kev's two will be as well because we do work in, in, in their school. But to have them as part of the business would just be awesome. That is pretty awesome, isn't it? I don't think we'll include Graham. You <laughs> <laughs> can be in the audience and take some pictures. <laughs> Tell us then, Laura, just as just to summarise then, just give us um just to finish off on a really nice fun note, what give us a bit of a fun fact about yourself then or a bit of a claim to fame or something like that. Well the beatbox was on telly once actually. We were asked to do um 
up in up in Aberdeen. We were filmed for ITV Scotland, ITV North. Um, but I went to uni at the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama, mm-hmm. and there weren't very many famous ones in the music department when we were there but we did have James McAvoy in the drama department at the same time yeah. and Tom Ellis who are both rather lovely yeah. um, and I remember going into the reception to collect my graduation tickets mm-hmm. and none other than Robert Carlyle was standing there oh I didn't I didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> I had to phone my dad at his work he was a teacher and he was teaching sixth years and I had to phone him and tell him that I'd just met Begbie <laughs> I'd be well impressed. I just stood and stared at him though. I totally wasn't cool. A bit dumbstruck. Oh, that's yeah, great. So tell us then, just to finish off then, what's happening with the beatbox at the moment? What's your uh, what's your priorities for the next couple of weeks? We're actually writing more material at the minute and we're out in schools teaching. So we were up in Aberdeen yesterday. We'll go anywhere in Scotland. In fact, we're hoping to break out into England at some point in the future as well. Um, so we were up in Aberdeen yesterday doing Jock and the Beanstalk. <laughs> our Scottish panto. Um, we are in uh, another couple of primary schools in the Fife area and another one in Aberdeen actually who are doing McTivity, that very first one that's still going strong. <laughs> uh, and we're currently writing a show about the decades, so we're doing music in the style of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Um, so just, just thinking of different ways, different things to do and we've been doing a wee bit of charity work as well, so a little bit of everything bit of everything it sounds absolutely amazing and I could obviously speak to you all day um, so we've got lots of people tuning in I'm sure who I'm absolutely certain will want to know a little bit more so hopefully through the contacts that you've given us they can get in touch with you because I know that you're always open to new suggestions and new yeah, absolutely. things for, for the schools or for like you see local groups and etc as well Thank you so, so much for joining us today um, Mm -hmm. on this channel. I totally, I truly appreciate your time. I know you're very busy with writing material at the moment. Um, And I wish you every, you and Kevin, every success Mm -hmm. with the beatbox moving forward. And I'm sure it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow as it has done already over the last couple of years. Thank thank you very much. Thank you to everyone else for tuning in. Uh, this lovely morning. I hope you're all amazing wherever you are in the world and I look forward to hearing uh, what you think of the YouTube, um, the, the interview this morning. Take care everyone. Bye. <laughs>